0: Bugs. They're
1: cute. Cute. Super cute. You come in and my mom's like, I like your shirt. Oh, I like your earrings. Must be a new flavor around here or something. You know, because you see each other every day. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm in a rut, so, you know, as far as wardrobe, but that would require me to purge my closet again.
0: I don't care enough to put any effort in. I just, I kind
1: of stand there and I say, "Mm, whatever.
0: Mm, Well, here's what I look at. How many meetings do I have today? How many times am I going to be in and out of my car? Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh, um, I do that too.
0: How comfortable do I want to be today? What's the weather going to be? Because if it's going to be rainy, I'm sorry. I'm not wearing good shoes.
1: I'm not, mm-hmm. nothing like that.
0: I put a lot of thought into the circumstances around what I'm not, wear, It's to wear, but about, not
1: actually what I put on. Mine is more about comfort and convenience. We were talking about, I was talking to somebody at Trek meet last night about sign on bonuses and I was like, you know. I show up every day. If I stopped coming, would
0: I get a bonus? Well, they're (laughs) talking about how, you know, they're doing all these enticements for new employees, Mm -hmm. but what are you doing for the ones that have been there
1: through all of it? Mm -hmm. Well, I do it because, well, I don't know. I thought we were supposed to show up every day. I thought that was the expectation.
0: (laughs) We're here for the fans. Yes. Yes. Sign autographs, kiss babies, you know, things like that. Is
1: this, yes, all the glamorous things. But it's all good. Yes. You ready to kick this bad boy off? Yeah. Okay. Well, here we are, ready for episode eight of... Shut up and listen. Small Town Stories. With Sarah. And Renee. We're getting pretty good at that. We are. We finally have that. (laughs) Eight times. We got it. I ask myself
0: before we start every time, what's the name
1: of this podcast again?
0: (laughs) Every time. You'd think I'd get it by now. And
1: it still cracks me up that somehow along the way we flipped it, so Mm -hmm. you say my name and I say your name. I think that's witty. It's teamwork. Mm -hmm. It's teamwork at its finest. Makes a dream work. Yes. So today is kind of that format where it's usually just the two of us and we're chatting about some topic, but as we thought about what we would talk about today, I realized our last episode had our moms on, so people learned a little bit more about us. But we've never, ever sat down and really, I guess, introduced ourselves to our listeners. We did a little in that first episode, but we've really never kind of done a deeper dive. And I know you're super excited about today's topic that I sprung on you this morning. Today's episode is going to be all about Renee. So technically, you're my guest. So welcome to the couch, Renee. Thank you so much. I know uh, you're very much looking forward to this.
0: Yes, I would like our listeners to know I'm being forced to do this against my will, and <laughs>
1: I'm really not happy, but I'm mm. a team player. But Before, I promise you, it's. I'm going to try to make this as painless as possible. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had to laugh because I was reading something came across my newsfeed somewhere, and it was a Mother's Day thing about ask your kids what you actually do, like what your job is. And I kind of laughed because I feel like both of our jobs, nobody can really explain it and nobody really knows what it is we do. And your grandmother, I think, struggles maybe the most on this. The struggle is real. But it's difficult because some days
0: I struggle to describe what I do.
1: Because it's so different every day.
0: It is. And so when you actually start talking about it with people... And we'll use my grandmother as an example. And she does not listen to this podcast. So So you're safe here. (laughs) But, I mean, you start talking and you just see her eyes kind of glaze over. Mm -hmm. And you've lost her in the first 30 seconds because, well, she probably just doesn't care. (laughs) But it is difficult to explain. It is. And if you're not in the world, I could see where it would be pretty boring.
1: Yeah. And I feel like sometimes... I know that I'll oversimplify it just because it's just too much to try to explain because there's so many different pots exactly um, of things that we're spending our time on. But we're going to dive into that a little bit later. Okay. So I'm going to piggyback to get us started on something that was talked about in our previous episode that we ask our mothers of what we what they thought we would end up being as adults. But as a kid, what did you always think you'd end up doing? I thought I'd be an attorney. I
0: wanted to put people on the witness stand and grill them, and I used to practice with my sister when I was in uh, fifth grade. It was when the O.J. Simpson trial was going on, <laughs> and so
1: I would be like of, making her put on a <laughs>
0: I would make her get on the stand, and I would grill her with all these questions. You know, I would practice. She hated me. It's a wonder she speaks to me today, but I enjoyed it immensely. But, no, I really thought I would be an attorney. I mean, even when I went to college, I minored in political science. I applied to law school towards the end of my undergraduate just to make sure I could get in. I could, but then I decided I didn't. That seemed like a lot of work at that point in time. Okay. So I opted to just say I could get into law school, but I'm not going to so go down that So you could, like, that check path. that. Because yep. you
1: are you're very goal-oriented. I am. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you opted... Not to go to law school. I guess, what was your next step? Where did you go from there once you graduated from college?
0: When I graduated from college, well, I had done an internship at the Hancock Historical Museum in Finley. And so when I graduated, it became a a real paid position. And I kind of moved up the ladder there. And then I went back to school while working to get my master's also Mm -hmm. at the University of Finley. And when I decided not to go to law school, to be honest, I really had no idea what I was going to do with my life, Mm -hmm. but it worked out. Um, So I got into the nonprofit sector, and when you work for small nonprofits, you do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. That's when I discovered that I was pretty good at the grants writing aspect of things. Pretty
1: good's an understatement, but
0: carry on. And so that's when I kind of delved into that world, which is what ultimately led me to Faustoria. Mm-hmm.
1: So you said that the grants writing piece kind of what brought you to Faustoria. Can you like kind of tell that journey? Because that's a whole other kind of twist in your life, I think, that maybe you didn't expect. Mm-hmm.
0: So I was doing grants writing and my mother worked over in Faustoria and the city was looking at some big potential projects and they did not have a grants writer. So a local business leader, reached out and asked me if I would be interested. And it led to a variety of conversations. And I met some wonderful people over here. And the mayor, uh, Eric Keckler, was still relatively new. He was in his first year. So I met him. And we talked about some of the things going on over here. And ultimately, I came over to do part-time grants writing for the city of Mm -hmm. And that was a partnership between FEDC and the city. So I worked at FEDC's office. I was over here about four days a week.
1: And well, as they say, the rest is history. The rest is history. (laughs) So during that time, there was some transitions with the economic development director. Mm -hmm. Um, And you really weren't interested in that job. I had been doing grants writing for about two years
0: over here and i was pretty content doing the grants writing i thought i was doing a a pretty good job everything was moving forward and there was an opening as the head of fedc and i really mm, no i didn't know anything about economic development and as things tend to do um it all went a very different direction than i thought (laughs) And I ended up interviewing for the position, and in, I want to say, August of 15 is when I transitioned over. Now, I still do all the grants writing, um, so that really didn't change, but it's been quite an adventure ever since.
1: I'm sure you've learned a tremendous amount in that time.
0: I have. I have. I've grown personally and professionally since then. And I think we kind of changed as a community the way we did economic development mm-hmm. after I took over because I didn't have the background and experience. So there was nothing I wasn't willing to try, mm-hmm. um, which led to spec buildings and new programs and a variety of other things. And it's it's been fun. Mm-hmm. It continues to be fun. No two days are ever the same. That is very true. And I think that's what keeps it interesting. I don't think I'm the type of person that could do the same thing day in and day out which is why I
1: enjoy what I do so much. Mm-hmm. So you, and you talk about FEDC and how the organization has changed and I'm going to ask you a question and I know it's a complicated question because as an organization and as the community changes some of the some of the parameters I guess change with it but what is FEDC? And kind of what is that mission of that organization and what do you do?
0: So FEDC, we do a couple different things. We work with our existing businesses because we want them to continue to grow and stay in Fostoria. We also work with a bunch of different partners like Jobs Ohio Regional Growth Partnership and several others to try and attract new business to Faustoria. When we talk about the business that FEDC typically handles, it's the larger companies. As you know, the Chamber works a lot with the small business and commercial aspect of things, but we work with our larger manufacturers, healthcare, um, you know, any advanced manufacturing, IT, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are kind of the sectors that we delve into as an organization.
1: How has economic development from year one to today changed
0: across the board or just locally
1: you can answer both
0: um i would say that overall when i started in this role economic development it was pretty cut and dry you worked with these businesses on retention expansion and attraction today workforce development, community development, and economic development have all kind of been rolled into one.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Workforce is the number one issue facing our companies, so I think we deal more with workforce than we do anything else today as opposed to years ago. Mm
1: -hmm. So looking back in your six years, seven years, you've been seven-ish, is your time here, what would you consider as your biggest accomplishment or what are you most proud of?
0: I don't think I could answer that because where we sit today is so different than where we were in 2015. I mean, we have done multiple spec buildings and filled them. We have taken over and launched the Fostoria Learning Center. We have moved our offices here. We have brought so many, I mean, Knox, Trev's, Custom Glass, all of these attraction projects, to name a few, um, there's been so much. We've done community projects. The Parkette. Oh, yeah. I look at what's been done out at Foundation Park, you know, and from a grants perspective, I mean, this community got three Safer Grants in a row. That's Which un- is, yeah, unprecedented never, yeah, that doesn't happen. for a community our size. And it. it's why we still have the fire department that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's so many things that have been accomplished. And you lose sight of it. I mean, to be honest with you, you get so lost in the day-to-day that you forget some of the big things that happened four or five years ago. But I would say, if I had to pick one thing, and this is going to be sound fairly generic, but it's going to be the partnerships yeah. and the collaboration that has formed over the last seven plus years. The way that the Chamber, the Learning Center, the Visitors Bureau, FEDC all work together, the relationships we've created regionally and statewide, um, I think i think those are
1: invaluable. I'm glad you started with some of those other accomplishments and attraction projects and spec buildings because I thought you'd go right to the partnerships. That's what I thought you would answer. Um, because. You won't say this, but you were an integral piece of every single one of those projects and everything that was mentioned and so much more. There were a lot of partnerships, but I think credit has to be given because you were an integral part of that.
0: Well, that's very kind of you, but, and I think you, I do know you know this about me, I am a we person.
1: That is one of the very first things I noticed when I started is everything is we, Um, every conversation, every report given in a meeting, even when I started, really, you were driving the ship, you were doing the bulk of the work, which you still do, but everything was we, and that hasn't changed. And I think that that's really, that forms such an important culture that we have in our office and amongst our team.
0: I truly believe it because none of us could do what we do without, help from other people absolutely and everything in one form or another is a partnership you and I couldn't do what our day-to-day jobs if we didn't have Sherry answering the phones and helping in that way and you know you pick up things so I can be doing this and vice versa and everything in my mind it is a we and it's a we with the city it's a we with my executive board with the area businesses with existing staff it it just is And we
1: accomplished so much more because of it. I mean, we've said that again and again. I truly believe that. I'm going to turn the tables a little bit, something fun. What is a little-known random Renee fact that we may not know? Oh, there would be so many. (laughs) Well, I'm just asking for Hmm. one.
0: A little-known random Renee fact.
1: I mean, we've learned now that, you know... You like to sing and play the guitar. Maybe not currently. I have it for years. <laughs> Your secret dream
0: of a country music star. I could have been. I mm. could have been. I'm thinking about going on TikTok and setting up one of those car cameras and just recording myself yes. singing in the car, just to see
1: how bad I really am. I, I mean, maybe do it privately before you launch it on TikTok. Well, I just would. Like, just, but a I see
0: other people doing it, and I think, wow, if they could do it,
1: I could do it. Mm.
0: Maybe that's my little known fact. I'm considering being a TikTok star.
1: I think you would thrive at it. <laughs> I, would, I would follow you. Even though I'm not on TikTok that much. But okay. I would. I would follow you. I would do that for you. That's so kind. You're welcome. What's the best advice you've ever been given? This one's harder. It's not. The best advice I have ever been given
0: was when I started working in this job. And it was yeah, by a local business person that told me two things. One, if everybody likes you, you're doing something wrong. And two, pick five people, Mm -hmm. make them your people. And when you question what path to go down, or what would you do in this situation? Those are your five people, Mm -hmm. use them. And it's the best advice I've ever been given. I've got my five people And in any job you do, you're going to run into people that either don't like you, Mm -hmm. they disagree with you, and you know what? Those aren't your people. Mm -hmm. And you just keep moving.
1: Yep. And that is great advice, and you shared that with me, and it's, I, it is, it's fantastic. Okay, I'm going to steal your normal role in our podcast, and this is Sarah's version of Rapid Fire Questions, so I'm sorry if it's slightly disappointing, but here we are i really hate this episode but it's not Not gonna be if you could be what would you be because like i couldn't think of any object we haven't already used or haven't been put out there okay so here's my (laughs) (laughs) what i put together in all of five minutes before we started recording Okay. okay if you could travel anywhere where would it be ireland okay if you could buy anything what would it be if money wasn't an object what would you buy I don't know. Maybe a small island. Oh, I love it. Who's your favorite coworker? Oh, I don't have one. <laughs> I like all my coworkers. What a PC answer. But okay, fine. Fine. What is your dream job? If you could do anything, what would it be?
0: I don't think I have one. Because. I think in different parts of your life, you do different things. And I have enjoyed every job I've ever had. And I would like to believe that I'll enjoy any job I have in the future. And my goal is just to get to
1: retirement where I can do
0: whatever (laughs) I want to do. Oh my
1: gosh, that's a perfect segue to my next question. If you didn't work, what would you do? How will you fill your time?
0: Oh, I will fill my time.
1: I, like laying on your private island just getting yes, super tan <laughs> yes that is the goal that is the life goal can i share a fun fun renee fact go ahead please do don't I kill always. me she has a special request then if you get to know her well enough she'll tell you that if she dies just make sure i'm tan yes in the
0: casket i want a spray so, tan yes. if, if not, it is the dead of winter when i pass away i want a spray tan mm-hmm. i want people to walk by look at me and go did she
1: just get back from vacation? <laughs> That's what I want. And I've sworn to you that, heaven forbid, you die before me. I will make sure oh. you look good and you're tan. My family knows. I know. I mean know. business. Because,
0: you know, you yeah. a lot of times, you know, you have, like, the white satin around you, and it's like, it can make it could people be look washed out. And I just want to be tan.
1: And I want people to go to, oh, did she lose weight? She looks good. Sorry, I just always think of that when we talk about tan. And it's I love important
0: it. to me. So a what would you do? Thing.
1: But like you said, you'd fill your time. No problems. Give us, give us a little snippet.
0: Well, I'm sure I would volunteer. And you know, you talk to people who are retired all the time and say they're busier in retirement than they were when they yeah. worked. And I, little no fact about Renee, she's a little OCD. My house is clean all the time, and so I'd probably be like. Painting my house every three months because I was bored or... Yes. And, and redecorating I your new change hobby. Yeah. And, yes, and travel and, you know, friends, family. I, I don't think it would be hard to fill my time. I and, don't think so. You know, every once in a while, it's nice to have a day where you don't do anything. It's a novel concept. I rarely
1: see it come to fruition yeah.
0: for me now, but... In the future.
1: I tell myself that day is always coming. I know it's a lie, but someday it's going to happen.
0: And some days it's nice just to sit outside. It's Cinco de Mayo. Have a margarita. I know. And listen to the birds sing in the trees. That would not be today, but (laughs) someday.
1: Yeah, because it truly is Cinco de Mayo when we're recording, and I think it's going to rain, but that shouldn't stop you from a margarita later. If I have time... I will have one. Mm. You know up. I love a good margarita. <sighs> what a good, yes. Maybe a little spicy margarita. It's my thick. fake. It's, it's my stuff. Faith. Good stuff. Well, thanks for being a guest on your own podcast today. <laughs> well, I appreciate the questions. And what? No, you don't. No, you I hate don't. it every second. You were dreading this. I told so, you I would try to keep it fairly so
0: painful. simple. I hate, I hate talking about myself i think we both but i do have a newfound respect for the guests that we have had on the podcast Mm. to date i've made fun of all of them to their faces um because they've been so nervous but um
1: but you know, were were you really I wasn't nervous? Really, nervous. really nervous, I just don't really like talking about myself. No, so, I don't either, but that's okay. See, I was kind to you, so I hope you're kind to me. If we we'll see, we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't ask you about, like, you know, your most embarrassing childhood moment or anything like that, so I tried to keep it above board. I wonder what that would be. Mm-hmm. I'd have to think.
0: I'd I was think. really hard to embarrass as a child, I just didn't care. A little bit of a free
1: spirit, you know? Have you had an embarrassing I, moment? I think I embarrassed my mother more than I ever embarrassed <laughs> myself. She would probably agree with that. I've I struggled know. with a filter most of my life. I love that part about you, though. Mm. I respect it. Yeah.
0: hmm
1: I can only yeah. think of embarrassing moments as, like, an adult. I can't really think of anything as a kid. Maybe I've just forgotten about them and repressed them. Who I mean, knows? I did
0: some stupid things. But well, that's I don't know that I was ever on. really embarrassed by them.
1: <laughs> that's fantastic. Just being honest. All right, there you go. Well, thank you, Sarah. It's been oh. a true pleasure. No, the pleasure has been mine, Renee. Thank you for telling your story, and I'll look forward to sharing this experience mm. with you again. I might be sick that day. No, well, I don't think you will. <laughs> I just might not show up for that episode, but it's okay. So thank you all for listening to the
0: very brief and somewhat painful Renee show. (laughs) And we look forward to you tuning in to our next episode. Yes. Of
1: Shut Up and Listen. Small Town Stories. With Sarah and Renee.